This episode of the Cup RJ podcast came out on the 10th of September, 2018. Hello and welcome to season three of the Cup RJ podcast. It's episode 30 of the Cup RJ podcast overall. And today we're here with Adam. Hello. And Stefan. Hello. Adam, you were actually on the pilot episode. Was I? Yeah, the pilot episode of Cup RJ when we spoke about Orange is the New Black and LGBT representation. Uh, it was in well, your old house. Jake and Alice were on it as well. Was that one on the sofa? Uh, no, no, on no, the, no, around the table. On the, around the table, yeah. And I brought Maryland cookies. Because I'm, yes. I'm a great podcaster, my <laughs> guys. Uh, yeah, so bringing it back to LGBT representation, this podcast is, has got all the bi boys on it. Slash pan boys, however. Every, how, how does everyone identify? Um, yeah, I, I would say bisexual at the minute. I would say pansexual. And I would say bi, but I definitely don't know. It's very much <laughs> a uh, up in the air. We'll figure it out. It doesn't matter. I will date people. <laughs> I dabbed. You couldn't see that, but I, I have dabbed. left the room. <laughs> so, I like a dab. There's nothing I'm wrong with a healthy favor. dab. You're both dead to me. <laughs> you would have hated last night then. Last night was our friend Olivia's birthday party and we did a surprise prom for her. It was adorable and I kept dabbing around the place. Very mod- dab heavy. Uh, oh God. Going back to um, Summer of Drinks podcast, I actually ran the Nation Radio 10K um, which I constantly talked about in the previous episodes. So just as an update, because it was last weekend, I did it. I'm currently wearing the t-shirt as well, as I've just realized. I, I ran 10k, guys. Uh, if you follow me on social media, you will see the picture of me looking quite healthy at 3k and then severely dehydrated and dying at 8k. So we've learned where my, uh, where my wall is. The final picture really looked like something from a 70s horror film. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my friends in work said I look like I'm straight out of The Walking Dead. <laughs> so I, complete, I completely get it. Let's just dive right into it. Where, where <laughs> boys who like people, ed, everyone, we like peen, yeah. we like vagina. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's a s- strong branding. Yeah, I don't. Uh, how do we? <laughs> what's a great branding? We need to rebrand bisexual. Yeah, yeah. Let's well, rebrand bisexual. Um, I think it's a lot about branding. Okay, I'll, 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 so so I'm new to this. Hello, because um, I so I identified as straight for years. Uh, until, um, so just over a year, about, yeah, about a year and two months ago. And uh, that, how old were you then? So I was 32. Mm-hmm. Um, I am 33 now. And I was sort of listening to a podcast. It's, f- and, and yeah, it was, um, a podcast with, from Attitude Magazine. It was an interview between the journalist, uh, who was interviewing Russell T. Davis, uh, about his new show, Cucumber. Yeah. And... Um, and the thing is, I've been obsessively following Russell T. Davis's work for years. You know, I watched yeah. Folk when it was on. Um, I, I've, you know, like, like, I mean, he's he is from the same street that I grew up on in Swansea. So, uh, you know, so, so I've, I've I've always felt very interested. Did you go to the Davis. same school as he no, went to? Then he didn't go to Welsh language school. Oh um, yeah, okay. I kind of knew his parents because he, like, I was born around the time he went to university. So uh, when they were missing their kids, like they oh. come and sort of play with the new baby. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I've like uh, you know I think I've, I've I've met him about twice, but in my head we are we are in sort of similar circles. 
circles. Um, so I always <laughs> thought the reason his work spoke to me so much was because, well, I'm from Swansea too. And then more and more, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> this explains a lot. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, yeah, so listening to this podcast and listening to two gay men talk about their experiences, I realized that all the barriers I'd put up to kind of protect myself from the idea that I was attracted to men you know wasn't really attracted to them I was just open-minded or maybe mm-hmm. I just thought they were cool or, yeah. uh, <laughs> or you know everyone has experiences as a teenager isn't it those don't count or when I was 16 as I said I just like making people happy <laughs> <laughs> which is not a good thing to say really <laughs> and I think that's it so so because the thing I've been talking about recently so um uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a primary school teacher who's yep. just been on a course about trying to diagnose autism in children. Yeah. And so I've been thinking a lot about the difference um, between the identity, an identity like autism where you go and get diagnosed and someone tells you, and an identity like sexuality where you have to work it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that people... I, I mean, that's what I found hard is, you know, am I allowed to pick this for myself? Yeah, well... Our friend, our mutual friend, Kim, um, said to us, like, the way, the word that you pick is mainly an easy way to explain to others. Mm. Like, for me, that's kind of why I'm flipping between bi and pan sometimes, as well as I genuinely don't know. Um, I just, I like people. I've only recently, we, we hung out at a pub and we were like um talking as in me and Stefan and well Adam you were there as well uh, just talking <laughs> about being bi in general um just to introduce you into the queer crew mm, uh the yeah. sexually fluid brigade as our Facebook group is <laughs> that is good branding it is, that's the group there we go <laughs> welcome to the sexually fluid brigade um and I mentioned then I've never wanted to date a guy before like mm. it's never been guess what happened last month oh no way <laughs> yeah my head is spinning <laughs> I, I i feel like i'm 16 and it's gross yeah. it's horrible it's like being 16 again i'm like i need this to start i was listening to an interview with uh, jen brister do you know jen yeah a brilliant comedian um and she was talking about being gay how how when you're gay you do everything slower that this is, these are her words. So I don't, I haven't really processed them, but um, she was saying, you know, she was, she felt like she had her teenage experiences maybe yeah. in her twenties. And then, you know, she's now, yeah, you know, she settled down, you know, 10 years later than a lot of her peers did. And, you know, she's got kids now and uh, that, you know, she and her partner have adopted and, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, like, like a lot of that stuff sort of resonated with me because I definitely, you know, certainly my period of coming out felt very teenage, I think. I I get that because from since meeting you guys in 20 well not meeting because we've met since 2012 like we met oh each God. other yeah it's been a while but we only started hanging out in 2015 yeah um that's when we got close and started making vids and <laughs> well 2014 because we made that one video where oh, well, we, we had the no smoke plan machine. whatsoever oh, we just <laughs> talk nonsense it was it, i love the video but i'm also very aware as, as content it's probably not like dan and phil Fine. i mean that's what i want my channel to be it's just nonsense that no one can relate to <laughs> I, lo- I love the titles of your videos they never make any sense they're great um and only when I started hanging out with everyone else in the group. It's like after uni, I just got a whole lot of queer friends. I'm counting all my friends now that I actually hang out with. And I'm like, they're predominantly gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, That's before we keep diving into the bi topic. Uh, gay 
and by like how what how am i trying to phrase this when we describe ourselves just being like oh bugger off it's my my what how would i phrase this i do it all the time and yet i've forgotten um do you mean when oh you... my gay ass loves that film kind of thing oh, like, yeah. it's like you think that gay is an umbrella term. yeah yeah how do you feel about using it as an umbrella term i like it i, re- I think i think it's just a good word i yeah. enjoy it um but i'm also aware that is it is it taking something from the gay community is it also erasing ourselves is it better to say my queer ass which a lot of people I... do have still have a problem with because of I, I only found that out recently because I've been using queer as like yeah. a as a thing mm. because we've taken back the word yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you can go, uh, you can call me queer because I am, <laughs> and it's not your word. Fuck you. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like some people don't like the word queer because of its past tendencies, mm. but now it's like a big thing. But the same with gay. It's like how are we yeah. gonna? Also, how do you view it? I do avoid using the word gay to describe myself around people I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't because like with my friends, everyone knows I am pen. Yeah. So I can use gay as the umbrella term and be like, lol, I'm so gay. But for people I don't know, I don't want to I'm not gay. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want them to think that. In a way they're like, that's not me. I th- I'm just using it as a fun term. <laughs> so much of it's branding, I think. Like that so so that because I'm sort of coming to it late and so I feel a bit like an outsider because I'm kind of learning all this stuff now and I'm seeing, I mean, it's wonderful to see the people who've, been, who've known for years because like you guys seem so much more, you know, more together about it and more sort of established and calm. I mean, obviously I don't think anyone truly settles into this kind of identity. I think everyone will always have questions about it and freak out. But, um, but what at I, least how, at least in our generation, I, 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 I'm, calling it the three generation rule mm. um so things that were like it's like you know like your nan will say something it's like oh can't <laughs> yeah. say that now oh that's a bit all right um but you know your parents wouldn't say anything like that mm. but they're aware that it exists and some people within their generation will use it and no one really like a very few minute will use it once we're gone the the people who are our age from that generation yeah gonna be like what the hell was that so it's like the three generation rule mm. like when i in my opinion because bi is like it's exploding at the minute it's yeah. like bi culture <laughs> we're having our renaissance come mm. I, well coming soon i feel at least is when our renaissance is going to come in because yeah. at the minute we're very it's 2018 we've, yes. got, we've got a lot yes. of gay going on yeah. and i'm hoping 2019 aka 20 bi teen yes. is going to be hecka yeah. good i i want more by five. I will find a year that I can flip pan into. <laughs> it might be a while, but. <laughs> I mean, I, so I, what I think is um, so much of how we build our sexualities. I mean, obviously, it's helpful for you to, when you're going through something, if someone says, oh, there's a word for that and this is what the word is, that can be helpful when you're new to it. Yeah. But I think beyond that point, I think a lot of people. It's about protecting the branding because, you know, you know, homosexuality was only decriminalized about half a century ago yeah. in, in this country and, and you know, later in other parts of the world and, and sometimes not at all. And so, you know, certainly in the UK, I think there was a real sense of, um, right, we fought for it to not be a crime. Then we fought for it to be tolerated then we fought for it to be accepted. Yeah. And a lot of the way that was done was by saying, look, this is what it is. Uh, some men are attracted to men instead of women. That is all it is. At that point, if someone comes along and says, 
actually I'm attracted to men and women. It's a threat to the strength of the brand on some level that, you know, I don't think people would have thought of it in marketing language. But if you are monosexual and gay and someone comes along saying, oh, I'm a bit like you, but I can just choose. That's what it sounds like they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it feels like a threat. And I think as bisexuality becomes more and more accepted, you know, I think I've seen bisexual people who are threatened by scenes, people who are like, you know, I am bisexual, but maybe monoromantic or what have you. Or... Yeah. But when we get into romantic talk, I, I have a straight friend that would identify as biromantic, right. but doesn't want to get into the, into that level of things because it mm. can disrupt the conversation. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, it's like, because it's the asexual community need, in my opinion, need mm. that a bit more um, compared to, the rest of us and it's it's the annoying thing is it's all about timing yeah. and it sucks that we have to play a yeah. when it comes to getting representation we have to play a chess game and it sucks that we have to do it that way because there is we shouldn't have to play a game yeah. like that it just shouldn't be but in order to get what we want it is it's sadly a chess game well it's, it's that's it it's difficult if you are a person who you know, because the dice were rolled and your sexuality is something that <laughs> the queers the pitch. Um, <laughs> then, that, you know, to be told, right, sorry, you have to stand in line because you're a very complicated sexuality. And until, uh, like, you know, until we see more bisexual people outside of Degrassi, we're not going to be able to get around <laughs> to you. Yeah, that's what I feel like with pansexuality. I'm like, oh, good, more things are referencing being bi. Now next thing we want to pan, hopefully. Yeah. Or maybe we want something else, and I'm like, I'm waiting. <laughs> Hi guys. Um, I came out as bi when I was 14 to a very small group of people on the internet. 15 to two people that I knew from school, and then six. Well, actually, no, 15. Um, three weeks before my birthday, <laughs> everyone in my school found out because I kissed a boy at a party. Ta-da! That was a very fun time. Year 11, um, and then. College, I went back in the closet for a brief amount of time because I didn't know. Over the summer, I was just like, I, I, am I predominantly attracted to men? I, 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 I couldn't understand it. Um, but briefly hopping back, the reason why I end up figuring out that I was bi at 14 is all because I read a comic um, that had this guy um, break up with his wife and then start dating a guy. Mm. Uh, no, no, no. It was an affair one. It was There was an affair going on and this husband and wife were cheating on each other with the same guy. Ah. And they said in the comic, bisexual. I was like, oh, <laughs> you can. And then when I was 19 in uni, and I was really struggling at that point, just trying to deal with it. I read the word pansexual as well as its descriptor. And I was like, oh, that sounds like me. Yeah. But then when I was like, I told you when I was 21, when we were all hanging out in your house, which I remember talking to you and Kim and it was like, I'm pansexual. And it looked like neither of you knew whether that was me coming out or just me saying it because you yeah. had to go, wait, do, do people, are you out? Is that you? I was just like, yeah, yeah I've been did out we know that already? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I think I may not have told you when we did that video in 2014, I think I might've been playing straight at that point just to be like, cause I understood maybe I was pansexual, but I was still kind of doing what I am now trying to figure that out. But then I was like, well, the best way to do it is be out and be queer. What year and did we do that video? 2014, you around don't... December. I oh, know. Okay. Yeah. What was that at that point? Because if it was earlier that year, I would have been playing nothing. 
<laughs> just play, I think, don't mention anything. No I, one will ask you anything. <laughs> I think you were... Something was going on with you and Jake at that point. Yeah, by December. Yeah, because been. I remember coming over and hanging with you. And I don't know what was going on, but Jake was like... It seemed <laughs> Jake was this? threatened. Because <laughs> 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 we were hanging out and just... Jake would not talk to me. It was giving me very weird eyes. I don't know if it's true. That's just from what I was experiencing. And I was like, very I mean, I'm not. Eyes. I'm not here for that. I'm here to make video. And I just never questioned it again. And then I found out you two are dating. And I'm like, well, there we go. That's good. There, there we are. That's the story funny. ended in the correct fashion here. I think it's tr- tricky, isn't it? When like... Um, because because if you're gay and you you can kiss a man and the, and the story then that gets out as a story in year eleven yeah um, but bisexuality you if, constantly have to remind people yeah and that's from a rep, not from, not only from a representation point and I feel icky saying this but it does also come down to a masculinity point and it feels gross me saying that because there is kind of like the whole femininity and masculinity mm. like ties in in mm. into that. Um, like I am a bisexual male that say like paints his nails, wears eyeliner. Uh, I dress feminine, but I also dress masculine in different kinds of situations and days. Um, but there's a lot of that kind of thing in it. Hello, it's future RJ. I feel like I'm fucking up this next bit, um, that I'm, I'm talking about. I'm basically bringing up bisexual erasure as well as talking at the same time about the fact that I'm a masculine and feminine person, but because I'm talking about them so together and the problems that I go through, it sounds like I'm I'm painting bisexuality with the masculine and femininity brush, which isn't the case for quite a lot of people. Some people are just masculine and bisexual and feminine and bisexual, and some people like me are a very weird mixture and that's fine but i'm very much talking about my kind of deal not everyone's but i am the words that i'm using make it sound so generalistic and number one want to apologize number two it's not the case um but yeah i'm trying to get across bisexual erasure here and having to remind people hey bi people exist so when i came out and i was like just if I did something kind of campy, I was like, oh no, people are just going to assume I'm gay. I need to like bring up the fact that I'm bi now <laughs> yeah. because I need that representation going on. Yeah. For, and, and not, not only that, just mm. I, the big thing for me is that I want to be what I w- wished I saw when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, because I never saw that. I saw enough like, a cheating couple yeah. in a comic. <laughs> that's not good representation. And that's how people. you learn the word bisexual. Yeah, and then yeah. I, great. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard as a as a teenager to be a couple by yourself. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, I. So I mean, the the experience I've had. You know, I'm a stand up comic, and I yeah. would. So I've I've always been used to whatever I go through in my life. I express that on stage in writing, and then yeah. and then in performance. Um, what I've landed on for sexuality, because the other thing is I don't want to deny the other parts of my life either. Yeah. So, so, so what I'm tied into is, I mean, okay, so I'm married. Uh, oh, well, this is how I say it on stage. My sentence is, uh, I'm bisexual. Uh, I'm also married to a woman, which is fine because that's one of the options. Um, yeah. And that will get the way that that la- like whatever that laugh is, it often confirms to me what percentage of the audience either understands these issues or maybe is queer themselves and and. 
Um, you know, it always gets the biggest laugh out of straight audiences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I have to be like, no, I have to point that out. Yeah, yeah. And I do because, you know, I've had the, uh, well, I, if homophobia is ever fortunate, I had the experience in January of doing a gig where um, after after talking about my wife and my sexuality, a guy came up to me at the end and said, mate, I have to say for me, marriage is between a man and a woman. What use is uh, that? Like, what I am. Like, you know, like, don't get me wrong, what you've said is morally wrong, but it's also factually wrong. Uh, <laughs> and suddenly I can use that in stand-up as a way to educate audiences and go, look, this that point is stupid, isn't it? Good because you've understood the joke and laughed at it. That means you've I've secretly made you understand sexuality. And so yeah, yes. So I think it's quite validating to be like, well, oh, like, actually, coming from a Christian standpoint, they might not think it's the Lord's work. Uh, <laughs> Lord's work. <laughs> the Lord Russell Lord. T. Davis. <laughs> um, but I think I think yeah the. What I'm finding is, I, I was a very clean comedian before coming out. I, I felt like for years I never swore on stage. I certainly mm-hmm. never talked about adult topics. And that was not out of any prudishness, but just out of, um, uh, I remembered learning that, uh, you know, some of my favourite comedians before they started made a list of stuff every comic was doing and said, well, avoid doing that. And what I noticed was when I started, which would have been 2011, a lot of comics were quite crude. A lot of them were very sweary. Yeah. And, a, and a lot of them would use the sentence, let me tell you a bit about myself. So I didn't swear, didn't talk about crude stuff and also tried to talk about stuff outside of my experience. Yeah. Um, now, and by now I've sort of relaxed those rules, even though I try and kind of, you know, because, yeah, because I, I suppose I'm a more confident writer now and I know that I can do it. But uh, but what I find now is I sort of have to get crude because maybe this is just in my head, but I feel that audiences will not accept my bisexuality and t- unless I put something on the table to show this is how my attraction to men manifests in the world. I can prove I'm attracted to women. I'm married to a woman. Although mm-hmm. I'm aware that some people will be like, you're gay and didn't deny yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And that, that sucks as well. Like yeah. That shouldn't be yeah. your thing. And it's, it, it's, it's men obsessed with themselves. Because mm. if a woman's bisexual, yeah. she's, you know, just a phase. Yeah. <laughs> if a man's bisexual, he's lying to himself. Yeah. It's like, ah, yeah. why are you so fully? <laughs> so yourself? either way, everyone ends up with a man. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And men are the worst. Men, men are, are the awful. Worst. <laughs> but it's the wrong choice. On this white man. male podcast, <laughs> we're <laughs> saying men are the worst. <laughs> They're so pretty. (laughs) It's really annoying. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. Like, Um, so yeah, so I think so. What I'm finding is on stage, I talk about pornography or I talk mm -hmm. about experiences I had as a teenager because I feel obligated to validate my sexuality by bringing those things up. Whereas before, I wasn't talking about those things, and because straight people don't have to prove their identities, and neither do gay people as well, Mm. which is the outlier here is yeah. out, outlier is that the way, way i don't know um because straight people don't have to gay people don't have to but bi people they yeah. like it, it's like they they don't have to prove the gay side that's like the whole world is like yep yeah. yeah, you like penis <laughs> or vagina yeah. um depending on you know whatever um yeah bi men and bi women don't have to prove that they like yeah men. uh whereas you have to yeah. like if you want to be like I like the opposite gender. Yeah, it's just yeah. 
fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's really funny because that was my expectation when I started coming out was I thought people would think I was doing it for attention because that's the experience the bi friends I already had had had, but yeah. they were all women. So they had a very different type of yeah. backlash, I suppose. And that's kind of why I wanted to do the podcast as well because TV, I've noticed recently, has gone very much in a shooting up female um, LGBTQ spectrum mm. kind of thing. But men are kind of being left behind especially yeah. uh, male people of color but mm. that's another topic for another day that we yeah. probably shouldn't talk about because we're all white men uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but t- tv representation by wise who have we got well uh okay um so i'm gonna start the bidding with uh <laughs> the obvious one that everyone knows about which is gwyneth from Pobolacum, welsh language soap opera I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll leave that. Yeah. Who are the famous bisexuals in in English telly? Um, Captain Jack Harkness. Oh who I God. would say myself. He's never said a, a, a thing well, for himself on got, TV. Word, I would say pansexual because the word that got used behind the scenes was omnisexual. Ah, oh, right. Um, in two thousand and five, which again really feels like you were going out of your way That's not it. to say pan. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the. That's it's like we've got the word here. You can use it if you want. Was pansexual like really used as a word back in two thousand and five? Because I feel like yeah, there we are, pansexual or omnisexuality. Uh, so yeah, they've become one in the same now, I guess. So, at least from Wikipedia. Congrats. So it was never used on scr- on screen, and often when talking about it. There were some writers who wrote it very well in that he was clearly attracted to men and women, um, although not that we saw non-binary people. When when they talked about who else is he attracted to, the answer would usually be aliens or animals, and it was often a punchline. Um, there's a there's a joke in one of the Torchwood episodes about um, you know his friend who's also omnisexual um, looking out the window and going, uh, "Oh, she's pretty. Oh, he's hot. Oh, look at that. That's a poodle." It's nice, and that's the punchline. I don't like that because the, the, the one thing that drives me insane about so like the the buy and pan thing is that it's often it's not just Cap, Captain Jack Harkness because in that show he he's identified as like especially in in Doctor Who and then partially at moments in in Torchwood as a overly horny boy, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's. Everyone that I can think of, representation-wise, currently, uh, Deadpool is pansexual. Yes. Uh, the writers have confirmed that. Although... Uh, he, it, a psychopath murdering people, <laughs> yeah. right? He's funny, yeah. but... And, yes, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, but that, but that I wouldn't have a problem with, because... Uh, be, you know, because it is still an unusual. It's not the normal type of bad bisexual. The bigger yeah. problem I have with it is that it's only ever a punchline in the film. Yeah, but I the thing for me, so like in the typical Deadpool writing, is the fact that it's playing bisexuals as psychopaths, ah, um, and that's why I don't like. Because Trevor from GTA Five yeah. is identified within the game and says it mm. as pan- pansexual mm. as well, and it's like he actually murders and like sexually assaults people and is a horrible human being we don't need that representation on yeah. the table you're just doing it to be like this person will just fuck anything because he doesn't care about the rules yeah. and it's like that's that's not cool either yeah we need men who are just like yeah i'm fine what's up <laughs> and literally um, just a chill about it yeah or like at least if they're gonna what what films have come out recently what was the oh there was something that came out recently that was like a big old like uh, well, Love Simon was one of them, which was very mm. great for uh, gay men. 
Um, and then oh, what, what lady thing happened? There was a big lady representation <laughs> that was gay that came out recently. I've completely forgotten it. But the the straight romantic, like Renaissance kind of film yeah. that was like not overly like a thing was uh, to all the boys that love that I loved ah, on Netflix. Yeah. That was a film. I just want that for for yeah. buying men currently. Yeah, I, I want, want cheesy pan rom com. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh, just, what I would love. Oh, someone should make this. You know that um, the Bridget Jones' Diary type film where she's torn between two people and at the end she picks a person. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a bisexual protagonist torn between two people, but they secretly secretly release two different versions of the film. <laughs> where they end up with each person and so it's random who, who that person yeah, ends yeah. up with at the end oh so it's like well netflix could easily do that because yeah. they, they you could click play and then it's just like oh you you don't know yeah. which one you're gonna get this time yeah. <laughs> they did a few years ago pokemon released a film which was essentially the same oh yeah the yeah I did pokemon see. in it were different depending different, on which yeah. version you saw so yeah they could do that but it's, yeah no, but it's not a bad idea or like um, we get like five versions and it's like Genderqueer, non-binary, and just include like, every letter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. LGBT. We are being quite. I love the idea of there being like, <laughs> sorry, uh, like people in the office going, "I can't believe he ended up with a genderqueer one." What he didn't? He ended up with a woman. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's what they did. Yeah, we go. And then, um, at what point did that become tokenism? If you got a version of a film that have one of oh, that is a problem as well. <laughs> which, oh my god! Which is the thing that I always struggle with is like, I want gay characters in films. Gay of the umbrella term gay. Yeah. Who, wait, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And also, I want them to, I want it also to be a big deal because I want yeah. the moment. So, where yeah. do you, I well, think you well, what just... you want is you want all films to be queer, which I think is yes, fair. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, yeah. or, or at least for there to be so many of them that we're flooded by them. Because if you're, if you're looking for straight romance, there are so many options. There's so many, op- there's probably so many options. Every year, you know, if it's 2004 and you want to watch uh, a, a film about straight people getting together, congratulations. It's like, all films. What film with a white background and red text shall yeah. I watch today? <laughs> yeah, like, we get a lot of rom-com films where it's someone, like, figuring out that they're gay kind of thing. Mm. And they they have to go through a very long stage. Yeah. They go, oh, come out. Found that person. That Well, they start the film it's like oh that person's very attractive oh no i'm gay okay i'm gay let's go to a gay bar and then oh you're the person oh we have a fall now oh they're together like it's some kind of um film festival baby yeah. kind of film and <laughs> yeah. it's like okay we we've, we've had quite a lot of that now we need to get into the next phase that is just yeah. Rom-com where they don't have to fucking come out they're yeah. out yeah that's it yeah <laughs> yeah where the story isn't them being they just are yeah, they exist that way. They don't have to say gay every five minutes in the film. Yeah. They just go, "I, that guy's pretty." Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. I remembered another famous bisexual character now, um, Rosa Diaz out of Brooklyn. Nine Very Nine. good rep at the minute. Yeah. Though she does have the badass yeah. kind of "I'll murder you with an axe" yeah. kind of vibe, it's which unfortunate because it's a coincidence. Yeah, but it, that, yeah, but. Yeah, it's, her actors it, buy as well, which I because like, she did the press report. It, um, she did the press release that was like, "Hey, I just got married to a dude. Guess what? Still buy." Brilliant, like, yes, yes. lover, wonderful. <laughs> um, pansexual representation. Mm-hmm. Dean Pelton community. Oh, yeah, but the... problem. He wants to fuck Dalmatian. <laughs> <laughs> pansexual people have kinks too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what there's was... kinks, <laughs> and then there's. Torchwood and Community both have pansexual people who want to have sex with dogs. I'm, I'm going to say 
<laughs> this has become a thing, <laughs> and we need to we talk about it. We don't need this trope. We don't need this I will not trope. confirm or deny anything here. <laughs> Adam, real talk. <laughs> Are you attracted to Dalmatians? No comment. <gasps> I'm not. Please. <laughs> Please don't take that and run with it. Oh, put it out of context. You're gonna be on, you're gonna be on BuzzFeed tonight. <laughs> Both I'm not king shaming, you can do what you want. Like, yeah, whatever. do what you want. Like furries, enjoy yourselves. Like I realize the furry community is like a really nice bunch of people. Yeah. And people shit on them a lot. Yeah. I'm only looking into them recently because everyone keeps calling me a furry and it's really fucking <laughs> me up. I'm like, fucking hell. And then I you mean, find out that furries have donated like hundreds of thousands of dollars to charities and it's like, they're not that bad. I wish I had that money to <laughs> yeah. donate. I also, those suits cost a lot of yeah, money. Fur- furries tend to be rich. I'd be a furry if I could be rich. <laughs> I'd be a furry if I can have shit the bed money. Yeah. Like, I admire their commitment because I saw them walking around the bay in 35 degrees oh, my life. in their heads. I'm like, <laughs> are you not just a bucket of sweat? I think they might have been. Yeah, I feel that, that, that must, unless they've got like a fan in there or a whole lot of like those gel cool bags. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Lined in the fur. Yeah, yeah. Like they put the hat, they, they put their head on the floor and they just chuck a bunch of the pads in and go, okay, really quick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Degrassi also has bisexual representation. Yeah. Um, there is, do you know what, what his name is? The guy whose boyfriend ends up in a coma. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. Do you not watch it? No, um, no I just no. know I've heard of it, yeah. and I've heard they have like everything in there. Yeah, it's they really, go yeah. all out. <laughs> so, so it's a very earnest show. It is not amazingly written, but it is so much better on this stuff than almost everything is. Um, so it's one of those things where, you, like, I love it, um, but I and I wish it wasn't the only thing doing it because. Um, you know, it is. It, I, I feel really bad criticizing it. The writing isn't incredible. The acting isn't incredible. <laughs> but it is so on the right side of history, and it's trying, really, really trying its best. And you know, there's a there's there's a handful of things that are problematic about its dealing with it. But of course, there is because it's such new territory, and because it's the only thing doing it, everything it says has that feeling of oh, this is the definitive statement about yeah. this. Because, you know, if there were five other shows doing the same thing, you'd go, oh, well, this gives quite a balanced view. But, um, yeah, it had a genderqueer uh, character in the last series I saw of it. And, um, and like, I liked the story. And, of course, and, and it's fine because that's just one character. This isn't saying that all genderqueer are exactly like this, except we kind of are because there's no other genderqueer yeah. characters in, <laughs> yeah. in, in almost any show. Yeah. Um, it's that. Fun time. <laughs> um, should we dive into the differences of like bisexuality and pansexuality? Because they're like, as I said, I'm trying to figure out which one to identify as. Uh, and we could pitch I'm it. Also, pitch it to me. Pitch <laughs> yeah. me. Oh, Bi- God. Bi- Bi- Here we go. It starts. Because I have got the Wikipedia article in front of me as well, left over yeah. from the oh, omnisexual thing. So there is a section to bisexuality. Uh, a literal... oh, I, I like the first see also bisexual erasure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for reminding us. <laughs> bisexual erasure, gender I... neutrality, My... heteroflexibility. I remember oh. when yeah, I, I thought I was that when I was 18. Maybe I'm heteroflexibility where uh, heteroflexible because someone on I think Bree mm. Briley on YouTube said that she was heteroflexible. I was like, what? Mm. What the hell is that? Um, and then, yeah, human sexuality, LGBT, list of pansexual people. Yeah, Let's go on this. Go. Oh, you know who is? Uh, Brendan Urie from pa- um, 
Panic at the Disco, and ah. the lady that sung Pink. Oh, there we are, Janelle Monae. Yeah, uh, she is. Oh, I know Janelle Monae. Uh, yeah, Brendan Urie's there. Um, let's try and find people that name that I. So Joe Light said, I know obviously. It's Miley Korean. Cyrus. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Courtney Act. I love her. I'm so <laughs> glad she's there. She was at um, Pride. Uh, Cardiff wasn't yep. she Cardiff the very very wet day she very was wet. there <laughs> <laughs> um, so Joe Lysett the, the comedian talks about being pansexual on stage and I think that you know like that it really really makes me feel you know that that is a privilege that the stand-ups have I think is <laughs> you know there's no producers telling you that might be a bit too difficult for the audience you can just get up there and say it um so yeah there's definitely a part of me that's like that feels that pressure to identify as pan rather than by because i think that is on the correct side of history you know i think it is probably hel- a much more helpful but i don't know on the other hand i yeah, don't I, you, you that's how i've been i've been like should i identify it as that just to help the community and then i'm like yeah. isn't that pandering is the thing yeah. it's like am i not living really my true life and if i'm not yeah actually then i'm not when i talk about it i'm not actually talking yeah, about it from mm. a side that actually knows so the so the reason i'm identifying as bi at the minute is because it's new and because i'm still slowly you know, every day I, I remember someone else i haven't come out to and gone oh that's a conversation to have and yeah and sometimes i don't even have like yesterday uh we went to king's which is a gay bar in cardiff and um i bumped into a guy i hadn't seen in years he's a comedian gay comedian and it, and like and i was oh you know what's up and we're catching up on where our lives have taken us. And I didn't come out to him because it didn't feel natural to do. And I was like, oh, I just, I can't, I'm coming out to everyone all the time at the minute. And I just, I just, I just want to know where he's moved to. I want to know how his gigs are going. I just want to yeah. have that conversation. Well, it's not like you have to tell anyone yeah. about your sexuality. Number one, that's, that's your thing. I yeah. find um, people who are okay talking about it often mm. do talk about it. And especially within this group, we do often say like make bi and queer and gay jokes at each other. Yeah. Um, just that obviously, because it's our thing. We can relate yeah. to each other on that. But said so like when I'm around other people, I don't, mm. I don't bring that up yeah. that often unless it, is a part of the conversation because yeah. I didn't tell people in work for like four months really because yeah. I didn't need to. Mm. I just brought up the fact that, um, at, oh God, what was it? I think some, my ex-boyfriend and my ex-girlfriend were doing something at the same time. Yeah. yeah they were going to a same event on uh, Facebook mm. popped up saying these two people are going to an event. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I can't go to that. One. My ex-boyfriend <laughs> and ex-girlfriend are going to it. And someone turned and went, what? And I was like, I'm <laughs> um, bye. Mm. Ta-da. And then at the, uh, that's I think what I find is I love it when people know. Yeah. Like I, I love because because I feel I can be more open and I can mm. talk about yeah. stuff from my perspective. Um I don't love telling people. Like I like yeah. it when they already like telling people is worth it so that they know, but it's it's never it's just never a laugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like even when it's someone lovely, like because 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 they I can tell that even really nice people they feel pressure to say something like oh congratulations how brilliant or you does know, it how also are feel you? like you're inviting someone into your bedroom when you're when you tell them because yeah. to me it's like I am bye and then they're not they're no mm. longer when they question you about relationships and who you see and kind of thing yeah. they instantly like the first thing everyone that I talk about is like oh I got a match on Tinder uh who um they go boy or girl. 
And I'm like, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Ask yeah. for their name, but yeah. <laughs> like, just do that. Ask for their name, yeah. not boy or girl. It's mm. it's a gross thing. It's yeah, maybe. I don't think it is that. Because I think because actually my sexuality isn't that much about sex, especially yeah. for me. Um, I think it's more about the way I sort of fit into the world and the and the way yeah. attraction works and the way that and that gives sort of um uh our friend Kim, who you mentioned earlier, she like some something she told me is that when she first met me, she you know, there was a question mark in, in her mind about me because apparently I talked to her in a way that bisexual men talk to her. Um, but bisexual men are less like yeah there's just a there's a sort of bound like a barrier that's just not quite as strong perhaps you know that when straight men talk to women there's a sort of undercurrent yeah even if even if they're not necessarily interested in each other or or, um you know this this might be sort of someone who's happily married and way older or whatever but even then there's a sort of strangeness of um, we aren't quite from the same world. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if I buy into that. I love the point and it's really interesting. But as I work it out, I definitely think there is something about the way I fit into the world. My sexuality explains above and beyond just who I'm attracted to. Yeah. But on the other hand, it would be cool to be able to make people... Because the thing is, people know I'm Welsh very quickly because... Um, the accent, yeah, <laughs> or I can sort of mention Welsh language even if someone hasn't picked up on the accent, yeah, uh, or what have you. Whereas with bisexuality, I mean, I always I have my little sort of bi, bi pride flag uh, pin on my on my jacket now. So, but people who know that flag are like, okay, cool. But a lot of people don't know the flag, and often it's the people who don't know it who I want to know the most because they're the ones, yeah, that might not understand the identity. I just wish there was like code for it. Where I could be like, "Hey, I'm Steph. I'm from Wales. I really like Steven Universe." Go, All right, we get it. Wait, where, where did you see that? I behind see that. Yeah, okay. Got Steven Universe Rose Shield. Gold Shield. Yes, <laughs> um, I'm a dork. Um, <laughs> quickly popping back onto the pan thing. Well, whilst we're on the pan page, I decided to just check the buy page, and yeah. I was like, okay, so there's like what the 21 people on this page. Yeah. For um, yeah. Uh, the bisexual page has an A to Z different section, so A to F. And yeah. then G to M, and then N to S, and then T to Z. Well, let's try which a to each F one has a lot of yeah. bi people in there, and I'm like, well, yeah, I I, I understand. But also, Wikipedia is edited by the people, right? So who knows how many of these people? Like already there, I'm seeing uh, Henry Ainley, for example, who you know that. So he died in the 40s. Yeah, uh, you know, he's born in the 1800s. Did he really identify as bisexual? Did That's he ever true. use that word? Or did people go, well, historically he slept with men and women, therefore he's bisexual, because by the same argument you could say he's pansexual. Yeah. You know, if, that if is he didn't true. pick that. Because so, I guess pan is more of a recent word. When uh, let's, you, let's go back to the pan page and see. I want to say it was the 50s. Really? I've... It just feels like it, such um, a new word. I guess that it's just a representation. I remember it was it? earlier than I thought it would have been. But, I don't but know. a lot of words are coined early, and, and when they actually catch on, it's a become a thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> when did pansexual start? Did you see that then? When did pansexual become start? a word? Pop, become popular, coined, created, added to the dictionary. When does when, when does, does pansexual, pansexual mean? mean? <laughs> when Incredible. does it mean? <laughs> um, when was it first used? What? 1917? Yeah, but... Denoting that the sex... primary. primary. Oh, I missed out on the 100th anniversary of pansexuality. Oh, oh we did! Could have done a big pan party. Yeah. Ain't no party like a pansexual party because a pansexual party invites everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, um, hang on. Denoting the idea that the sex instinct plays the primary part in all human activity, mental and physical. I So that's a different thing. Yeah. That, that's the word being used to mean some sort of Freudian nonsense. Uh, coined, I guess? Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's First literally... tested in 1979. Oh, mate. Oh, look at this. This is... Yeah, it is Freud and all. Uh, Knew it. I guess when it gained popularity, we'll go for, like, time popularity, I guess. Just because it helps. If you're just joining us for this podcast. <laughs> uh, welcome to Reading Wikipedia Live. Hello. <laughs> it's great. We'll, Actually, we'll that's not a thing, is it? No one, like, starts listening to a podcast halfway through. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, let's move on to our first coming out, I guess, mm, if you're yeah. comfortable with that. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I I will if you guys don't want to. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you go for it. T- tell us your story. Okay, so my first come out, I guess, would have been well the day after I read the comic. That I'm, there's like the two big ones that I I will call them, um, and that is the actually saying it out loud. And that was after reading the comic, I went on Skype the next day with my friends online from Habbo Hotel. Uh, we were all on Skype. We all di- we were all on a Habbo fan site radio, which is why I have a radio voice and why I'm super into doing podcasts. Um, and we were just casually on Skype, and I I can't remember. S- someone said, I think it was my gay friend Josh. It was just like, oh, you're just a straight boy or something like that. It was so, calling me straight. Essentially, I went, no, I'm bi. As a reply instead, mm. and I felt more comfortable doing it as a reply because it yeah. was like I'm more sure of myself then. Yeah. And it was like, what? And then we had this conversation that I was by blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the other one, the scary one, which is telling your parents, guys. Oh, oh I will. That. So I had just gone out to hang with my friends from school. I used friends as a loose term and they were all making fun of me. And problem was that night. And I was like, oh, my God, my parents are going to come to the school to drop me off and take pictures as well as my grandparents. I need to tell my mum now that I'm by or someone is going to let that secret slip. No one would have done that. That is a level too far. No one would have done yeah. it. I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm glad I did it anyway, because it ripped the bandaid off. Um, and I, the, the way I decided it, I had my iPod touch in my hand and I pressed shuffle. And I was like, whatever the next song is, like, however it would relate to the situation, I'll do it. And the next song was a song by McFly called, everybody knows <laughs> which was like all right then okay and i remember going home putting myself in my bedroom and coming downstairs and saying ma'am i need to talk to you um i need to tell you something and she's just on the set you like organizing documents or something and i was like and i remember that i the breath i took and not being able to get the words out it was a it's horrifying that it, it feels like it lasts an eternity before you, you, as a heads up to anyone listening, it feels like it lasts an eternity before those words come out. And I remember my mom going, just say it like, what's up? Just what's wrong? <laughs> and I just went, I'm bye. And she was like, Oh, okay. Um, and her best friend who she still hangs out with, she recently found him again recently. And, they gave me an up. They would wanted to go to Liv's party last night because it's all like these things. Um, and she knew, I, like she, I knew she was like, you knew I'd be okay with this because my best friend is gay. 
like you know i have no problem with that and i was like i know i'm just fearful of like dad and so like grandparents and stuff because they're they're pretty racist um <laughs> so who knows what they'd be like if i like a boy um and i remember my knees feeling really weak after that because i was like i did it my mom still loves me i'm not being thrown out of the house i even did a facebook update i think um saying something to do with it and it was just oh my god house uh 2010 i guess I th- i've got to be able to find oh my god please don't show me the embarrassing statuses of oh, t- 2010 please don't do that this is another podcast uh, i want <laughs> i would have written i did it i remember that um oh god hey nope that's my ex- Oh, that's me writing on my ex-girlfriend's oh, no, wall. No, no. Let's let's ignore that, folks. I should have done this more in Some private. Some bits of the internet should be allowed to die. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it at the minute, but uh, I remember writing a Facebook status after the fact, being like, "I did it. I'm not being kicked out of the house because so, like, people from school knew and people on Facebook knew." Um, and I had to get ready for prom, and I went for a bath, and I just couldn't feel my legs anymore. It was oh a horrible time, and I was I'm I was 16, which talking to a lot of my queer friends that's at least in our generation kind of thing not for sort of gen x because people like pride were like 13 and that i was like my god okay um congrats (laughs) (laughs) and like that's young like it's half the age you were when you came out not to like put a tampon on that but it still feels weird that i I did that because yeah. I found out after school. Like I found this was the pride that we just had. I saw people that I knew from school being them gay selves. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> but you must have been going through a time too. I don't know whether I can hate you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yours? Um, well, I'll do mine then, I suppose. Because I, I, th- yeah, I, I, I really relate to that feeling of um, when, when there are difficult people in your school and then, but then, yeah, the more you learn about them, the more you realise, you know, very few people are horrible on purpose out of calculated malice. Um, and so many people are going through things. So I, way before sexuality, um, so um, so my family are Christians. Uh, my, grandfa- my, my mother's father uh, is a minister. Uh, so is my dad. And, you know, that was very much my upbringing. And I started questioning that when I was about 13 and I think just quietly lost my faith and but you know but I didn't I didn't want to make a fuss I love my family and actually I loved going to chapel with them you know it was a real community thing um so I kept doing it and then when I went to university I I I thought well I'll go to a new chapel you know my dad was the minister in my chapel in Aberystwyth University there was I could go to another chapel also it was a Welsh language community thing I was making friends so I had a nice time but it was really confirming I don't believe in this and so summer holidays after that first year I think it must have been no maybe maybe later but either way I remember talking to my mother and sitting her down and saying right this is a proper conversation and so that felt a bit like a coming out I suppose and it was very difficult and very painful because, yeah, you know, this was something so important to my family. Yeah. But actually she was incredible about it and said, well, you know, I was worried it would be something, you know, sort of life-changingly devastating right now that, you know, yeah. um, whereas losing your faith, you know, yeah, that's, that is difficult for me. But 
um, you know, I'm here for you and, and you know, we'll work through this. And when I told my father, he was lovely about it. He, he said, well, I also questioned when I was about your age. So he, think I think, just always had faith that I would find my way back into faith. And yeah. I was more than happy for him to believe that because it's a very difficult thing. Um, so... So I, and, but basically, but I, I tell that story because we, 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 we were a close family, but we didn't necessarily open up that much, you know, for that, yeah. for me to have gone really six or seven years without, without telling them about my loss of faith, I would have done exactly the same thing with sexuality, even if I'd worked it out sooner. I think yeah. I did not embrace, um, you know, I knew my mother had to know I was going to start talking about it publicly. I was going to start talking about it in stand up and, and also, you know, in Welsh culture, like I'm on TV sometimes, I'm on radio sometimes, if anyone brought this stuff up in an interview, like um, there was a guy who came up to watch my Edinburgh show and then afterwards recorded a Welsh language podcast with me and that'll be, you know, released through the BBC and you go, at some point I want to not have to hide this in public interviews and so my family have to know. Yeah. Um, so I told her and she was very good about it. She was, I think deep down, I, I think she can't find it especially easy um but that will only be privately in her in her in her heart I, I you know out loud she's been so 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 supportive like way beyond the kind of support she does the kind of support that our family does really which is we don't talk about it but then you know we hang out and we have a lovely time and uh, and so on um my dad um you know died years ago so so I didn't um and so I didn't talk to him. I, I came out to my brother as well, who was very, um, you know, incredibly supportive and had sort of guessed years and years ago, yeah. <laughs> I think as siblings often do. And um, and then that was it. So I didn't sort of go out of my way to come out to any other members of my family, but my feeling is it is no longer a secret from them. If they find out, however they find out, that's fine. You know, that's up to them. If my mother wants to tell people she's allowed to, if she doesn't, that's fine. Um, uh, but... Um, but I don't know. It is it is something I find quite difficult because um, because we don't have that incredibly. I mean, I do with my brother. My brother and I can talk very openly to each other. But the rest of my family, I love them. I absolutely adore them. I never want them to experience any pain. But also, we yeah. just don't have particularly open emotional conversations. I don't think, um, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But ah, oh, like yeah, I just hope they're okay about it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I, so I, so I, and that, and you know, so that because that's still a bit fresh, and also it's funny. I thought my mother would be. I, I, I thought she'd tell me not to make a fuss. Yeah. Because I'm married to a woman. Why do I need to bring this stuff up? That's what I expected from her, and I, I didn't give her enough credit. You know that that's that was, unf but I suppose that was more my anxiety than any realistic yeah. expectation from her. Um. So yeah. So so it's so they've been very supportive. It's been a. It's been a sort of nice enough time, but I'm, you know, the, the, I, I am still in the turmoil of it, I suppose. I'm still in the, like, trying to figure out where I fit in and being, yeah. you know, like, it's already hard as a stand-up, you know, you don't, like, I have friends who talk about really graphic sexual experiences they've had, and I think, and and sometimes I've been in the audience when their parents came to watch, and I think, mm -hmm. gosh, like, that's, uh, that's, I cannot imagine being that open and that, you know, that's such a dip that's a, yeah that seems like a weird experience to me but and and so even though like i don't go anywhere near that graphic i'm still like you know my mother-in-law saw me do a joke about a gay porn site <laughs> it's a very very minor joke but i was like 
ah, oh, you know, I just don't yeah. want her to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel that. Um, Adam? Yeah. Your one would be different to ours because I'm guessing you would have to explain pansexuality as well. Well, I haven't explicitly said that to my parents. Oh, okay. Um, just because I don't have to bring it up. So <laughs> I, when I get stressed about things, my tactic is to avoid. Just don't just avoid it. It's fine. <laughs> Which is how I dealt with my sexuality all through my teen years. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, Jake, we've been dating for like a year now. I should probably come out to my parents. So I was like, I told my parents I'd bring it to my graduation meal mm. in like a few weeks' time. So that gave me a time limit. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have never have done it. Yeah. So they must have been like, "Who is this person we've never heard of before? Like, why isn't it Olivia? Like, why isn't it any? Uh, why is it <laughs> Jake? Who's Jake?" <laughs> um. So I texted them a few days before, like. Hi, just so you know, the, the, Jake's my boyfriend. Good. And then I ordered a Chinese. Because I figured if it goes well, celebration. If it goes terribly, they'll console me and everything will be fine. And it was the most tense half an hour of my life. And I just text back, like, yeah, we sort of guessed. Um, are you still coming around for tea next week? It's all fine. It's so lovely. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then. I messaged my brother being like, have you heard? And he was like, yeah. I mean, I thought of guest as well. I'd always see you and Jake in town, like in a Weatherspoons together. And I'd be like, hmm, mandate. Like, a mandate? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, but it's very odd. Um, I guess it was fine. Is that the, like, was that the first time you, not, well, not that's the one that you came up to your parents with. Yeah. Was there any other iconic, I guess, uh, Come out stories. Um, I, I was trying you. to think of it a few minutes ago because I can't really remember coming out to people. I remember me and Jake both realizing we we're both pan. Yes. Even though he's actually bi. And I think I might have just misheard and assumed he was pan as well. Yeah. So I did a picture of two pans, steel pans, and edited our faces onto them and just posted that on Twitter. <laughs> yes. I was like, figure it out. And no one ever did. No one knew. And I, I had to tell my friend Peanut. I was like, you know that picture? I'm pansexual. I was like, oh, okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I remember the the milk pan you bought in your old house, and we stuck the sticker to my face, and I held up the pan, <laughs> and it's like, no, I not that I wasn't holding up the pan. I was holding up a jug of milk, and the sticker on my face. So it's milk pan. And it's still. <laughs> An image that brings me joy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I do remember coming out to my friend Emma. I think I messaged her being like, hello, I'm pansexual. Just so you, I thought you might want to know because she's my best friend. Yeah. And then she was also living with the people I knew. And I was like, if you want, can you tell everyone else? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to make this into natural conversation. So I just got Emma to tell everyone. There you go. <laughs> I made my mum tell my dad. So, you know, that's yeah. sometimes it's just easier to let other people do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I can. Well, I considered that. Oh, well, in fact, I did. I texted my brother to say, can you tell like our mother? And then Ooh. and then about five minutes later, I texted him again going, cancel that. That's a reason. <laughs> that's not the way to do it. Um, my, uh, my other memorable coming out was uh, to my friend Dalan. Uh, so he'd come round to watch Eurovision with us. Uh, so me and my wife and Dylan were in uh, uh, were in the house. Eleanor, that's my wife's name. I'll say that so that she's not just <laughs> defined by her role in my life. Um, 
So and uh, and so you know we we were chatting and I was like, oh, when do I do this? When do I tell him? And uh, and so eventually I I realised we need we needed to go to the shop to stock up on booze or whatever. So you know anyone wants anything? <laughs> and so I was like, right, I'm about to go to the shop, pick stuff up, and bring it back. That would leave a little window. So if he wants to talk about my sexuality, he can do it with Eleanor. And if he's got any questions, if he's if he wants to ask, are you okay with this? Because a lot of people, their first thought is, is your wife okay um, when they find this out? And um, so I thought that's what I'll do. So just before I went, you know, I had my coat on, I had my bags for life. And I went, <laughs> um, just before I go, by the way, so, you know, this might, I don't know, this might be a shock. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. Maybe, who knows? But I, I just have to say it. Um, so I'm bisexual. And uh, yeah, it's all uh, like, it's all fine, but it's all a bit new to me. And I just, I wanted to tell you. And then I left the house and Dylan turned to Eleanor and said, okay, he's forgotten he's already come out to me. (laughs) 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 And like there was, there was just so many people to get round. I didn't have a list I was ticking off. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. (laughs) That's my favourite thing. Uh, well, that has been. Uh, oh wait, you never pitched me on your on being bio being pan. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. well, I, well, okay. So I'll, I'll I'll say my bit about this, which is, I think I think pan is the future. I think that is. <laughs> so you're already taking better. yourself out of the game because you are now like the other team's better. I think. Well, I think there's two <laughs> reasons that I still uh, fight for bisexuality, and one of them is. I think if a label is useful to you, there's yeah. a reason it's useful, and no one should be forced to change their label um, out of social. Pro- you know, like it's it's one thing to say you can't use that word to describe that group of people because it's a racist slur. It's mm-hmm. a very different thing to say you are not allowed to describe yourself in the terms that you want because we have a problem with it. Yeah, I think you're not. You know, and that is my that is why I will identify as queer, and I will not hear any criticism of me for doing that because that is our word. We are allowed that word. We fought for that word. We didn't. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> people, people a generation ago fought for us to be able to use that word, so we can. Yeah. I do not want to see it, but re-stigmatized and become a slur again. And I think bisexuality is in a similar position. Loads of people. That is their identity. They're built on it. You know, there's bisexual people in their 60s and older you know who you know and now you're saying you have to say pansexual when you know these are people in in settled relationships who are yeah um so i i i don't like the idea that that the word bisexual is problematic when applied to yourself Mm because if that is what you feel if that is the word yeah originally bi probably meant to but that isn't what it means now. It's just a label for this description. Yeah. I do think pansexuality this... is more future-proof, but I also think it just because you are attracted to multiple genders does not mean that even when you come out, it is your responsibility to explain non-binary uh, gender identities to your family. You yeah. know, when I talked to my mother, all she wanted to know was, uh, all my family won't care about is that I'm attracted to dudes now as well. I don't think they're bo- you know I don't think they're bothered if I I'm love like that so many bi people call men in that situation. I'm attracted to dudes too. Yeah, like so yeah. many of us just go, <laughs> I like dudes. It's, like, it's, just, it's that bi culture. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, it, it gives you distance, doesn't it? I like dudes. It means you're not saying I like men, which can be a frightening thing to say. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I feel um, like when I say I like men, it's like. I just it feels like it's that thing again for at least for me where it's like I've invited you into my bedroom to know what I yeah. like. But if I but if I tell someone that I'm pansexual and they go what does that mean and I say it means I'm in, I'm attracted to women, men and others. 
then they're going to, you know, a lot of people, this will be the first time they hear the word pansexual. Some yeah. of these people may not even really understand bisexuality. So I think I need to explain myself first before going. Also, uh, some people are gender fluid. Like, like yeah. I'm very happy to fight that battle when that is appropriate, when it is time to educate people about yeah. there being genders other than the mainstream choices. But yeah, I think, I think, I don't think that has to, by definition, be a part of my identity. For me, there's two forefronts of like getting representation, and that's number one, TV, the biggest one. Number two, in the pubs, which sounds very <laughs> weird, but you constantly hear people in the pub talking about things that like yeah. they're just like, oh, what the hell is this? And then people end up talking about stuff. It's like yeah. political issues. They talk about so like sexuality, and you know, it's it's it, it, sexuality with your pint. Um, <laughs> Well, they just talk about general issues in pubs and cafes and stuff yeah. like that anyway. So those are where the conversations yeah. need to happen. I, I don't necessarily think that, yeah, when you come out, I don't think that's the right time really yeah. to like yeah. educate someone who doesn't yeah. know. For say like people I, I know that don't know about pansexuality, I yeah. think I would like when I was identifying as pan, I'd be like, I'm bi to a yeah. lot of say like older people who may not know about pansexuality just to make yeah. my life easier because it's about me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then anyone who I know, or at least would be like, it's easy to explain pansexuality to yeah. in like two to three sentences. That's what I would do. Um, and I remember taking a look It's because there's, um, sexuality wise how i used to look at it there was bisexuality polysexuality and pansexuality so for me then that was like bisexuality at least in my head it all depends now because we're still trying to f figure out meanings blah 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 at least the way that i looked at it from a very more clear point was and yes i understand this isn't the case now is bi cisgendered male female poly uh, that can be basically picking up what you like. You may not like everything, but there are, yeah, yeah there are the flavors that you like. Uh, and then pan is like, don't matter to me. I'll, I'll have pizza. I'll have pasta. I'll have a Marmite sandwich. You know, this, that, that's well, how I, 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 mean, I, I looked at it. Yeah. I mean, I, and I definitely don't think I agree that bisexuality is cis men and women at all, because I, you know, I have plenty of trans friends who identify as bi. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that anymore either. Ah, okay, I right. was saying that from, ah, okay. from whilst I was doing research and looking at it, because I, up until like 21, I didn't really understand the trans community. I, I technically, I still don't really. So like after watching that Queer Eye episode, which isn't the, like, it is a good source to look at, at least to get into it. It's not the be all and end all of, of trans representation. Definitely. Um, but once again, we are all cisgender people on this podcast, at least from what I know. <laughs> um, so, you know, don't look at us for this understanding either. Uh, but whilst I was doing that kind of research for, for what I understood was say like, just from the groundwork of by that I understood was that, and then Polly would open up to the genders and then pan would be everything. So pretty like much. a gateway drug to yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how i looked into it because they're like oh yeah you might be attracted to say like a trans man but not trans women kind of thing and i was all like and not only that um but there was the whole gender sort like non-conforming kind of element as well which is a lot for you know for people yeah. and once again i may be saying things wrong please tweet at me at kaparaja if i'm saying things wrong i am a big fan of learning um but that that's how i use to yeah. look at it which is why now, since not looking at it that way, it is also a bit like, what the fuck am I? <laughs> Which is, you know, just something that is, I'll figure out at well, some I point. I suppose that's it, isn't it? If you're bi or pan, 
if you are not monosexual, then you are a person who, uh, whose sexuality is wrapped up in the con- the question of how your sexuality I interconnects with the gender of others mm-hmm. is a huge question. And when you realise the gender is so much more complicated than you are taught in school, um, you know, I I said like so we had uh, a trans member of my dad's chapel so i i was ve- you know very relatively early for someone of my age i i came across the concept um but then the point at which i really connected with it i think was uh, in 2004 when uh, there was a trans contestant on big brother and then yeah. she ended up winning it um and that really helped me kind of understand because i was seeing her day-to-day life in a reality show yeah um since then you know that conversation has just you know sort of grown and grown and grown and and especially as a comic you know there's some brilliant transgender comedians and um and 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 the beauty of a comedian is that they can talk about their own experience and phrase it in a way that really stays with you and explains um you know precisely what it is often with a joke you know often with a way that you can use it to explain to other people um like i really like uh bethany black's joke about saying that she's um, she's a gay trans woman, um, which means all the, and she said, and you know, the way that you can explain that to people depends on their level of education and, and how receptive they are. So to some people I would say, well, although I was assigned male at birth, that was never my gender. Uh, yeah. and so since then I have undergone, uh, procedures and surgeries, uh, to, to align my gender and my sex. Um, and, and also, uh, who you're attracted to. Uh, often is not based on what gender or sex you are, uh, and uh, and so I, I that is why I am attracted to women despite being a woman, uh, despite having been assigned male at birth. She says, or um, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, I just say, I just really hate cock, <laughs> <laughs> and like, and because that's the stand-up joke version of it, I'm like, right, I will always remember. You know, that I probably yeah. haven't heard her do that joke in donkey's years because she, you know, that's that's a very old joke, but I remember hearing that. I think in 2010, and I still remember it because yeah. that was my that was my way of interacting with it, yeah. and, I, and and that's why representation matters, right? It's, it's like how, like as you said, you the way that you do stand up is like introducing you know mm. to certain people. So yeah. like you were introduced like that, kind yeah. of, like a, a great. It's a great introduction for mm. people in general. There we go. There was a long bye podcast. We weren't meant <laughs> to go over an hour. Adam, you need to leave. You've got work. What time uh, you were told. You said you would need to leave at half three. Yeah, it's, it's now half three. half three. So thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Cup Raj podcast. We will be back in two weeks' time. Cup Raj is your bi-weekly um, well, <laughs> Monday morning podcast. You can listen to it anytime. Just make sure you get ready to your day to it. So thank you very much for listening. My name is RJ. Hi, I'm Adam. Goodbye. I'm <laughs> Stefan. Goodbye. So, uh, plug whatever you got. Oh, uh, follow me on Twitter, please. Uh, my name is Stalin with a U, S-T-A-L-U-N, um, which is the first two letters of my first name and then my surname. I didn't think it through. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything... I think Saint Alan. Oh, I guess yeah, well, that's how I look at it. <laughs> Saint Alan is what I've been looking at it. Have you got anything coming up now? Or... Uh, so I'll be on tour starting in September. So on the I think Wednesday, which I think is the twenty sixth of September, I'll mm-hmm. be in Camden Comedy Club doing my show. Uh, but more dates will be added. So keep an eye on my Twitter. There we go. Nice. There we go. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. 
The music you're currently listening to is DJ Cutman 3D Hip Hop, available on the album Volume 3 on Bandcamp. And also, can I get a small little favor? Whatever platform you are currently using to listen to this podcast, please give us a review because it would be a massive help. Thank you very much. My name's RJ, and I love you. <laughs>